and welcome back or to Hunting Legends. I am Sue Host Ren Garcia, and today you got to stick with me because I, I I'm, I'm gonna start this off with a bit of a story time that's gonna ex hopefully explain everything. Um, but uh, today, whenever I woke up, I my spine, my literal spine, was just aching and hurting. And, of course, I put, I, I had dealt with some back issues before, so I had put on some, uh, I don't know how to fully pronounce it, but some KT tape. I don't know how to fully pronounce the K part of that tape. <laughs> Thinking that it would help, um, in a little bit. I, I didn't immediately think it was going to help, but I knew from my own experience of dealing with my own pain that it would but it didn't <laughs> me and my family had gone out to eat and it just did not go away in fact it got worse uh it actually at one point got fairly painful to where i physically could not eat and uh so as soon as we got home, as soon as me and my family got home, my dad, who it's it's just funny, he immediately was just like, "Oh, go take some of my freaking muscle relaxers." Cuz he has some muscle relaxers from his own spinal problems. And he tried to get me to take, like, like, a complete dose. But I was just like, no, I'll take, like, a half dose. Because I, to my knowledge, I haven't had muscle relaxers, which is probably why this kind of happened to me. Uh, but um, I did. I took, like, a little half dose. Um... And for, for like a good 30, maybe 40 minutes, I didn't feel any really any differently. My spine slowly started to get better. I was just like sitting on my couch doodling some stuff for like my sister because she asked me to doodle a little design for her. Um, got up to like show her the doodles to see which one she'd like for her little design and it just hit me. It whooshed over me. I stood up and I I was like swaying. <laughs> I couldn't stay straight. And of course it's hot here in Texas so I was like oh uh, let me go into my room and put it on tank top really quick while you're looking at those doodles. My sister. Uh And she and I went to put on the tank top and I almost fell over. I almost fell into my bed trying to take off my shirt. And I, I, I just sway. And after doing that, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put the stuff down and I'm going to lay down for a little bit to see if that'll help. Freaking out. My head hit that pillow and I was out, man. I was out for a good three to four hours. 
Like, I remember waking up, like, two or three times each whenever somebody was checking on me to see if I was okay. And so I woke up not, like, almost a half hour, a little more than a half hour ago. I was like, well, oh shit, I have to record, and I'm still feeling a little bit loopy. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that again, man. Like, I, I can understand, like, if you take muscle relaxers to, like, like when you're physically in pain and you, in so much pain, sorry, in so much pain that you can't work properly, that you would take these, that you would take muscle relaxers. But no, I was gonna doodle for a little bit and, like, record the episode and post it fairly early. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Those drugs had other plans. And so... That was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, if I'm a little bit loopy, if I'm a little bit uh, crazy or out of... I mean, even more out of pocket than I usually am... Um. <laughs> That's why I'm still feeling a little bit loopy from the uh, muscle relaxers. Definitely not as loopy as the, whenever it like first really hit me. And, and apparently that's just that muscle relaxer brand that makes you drowsy. Because <laughs> I did talk with my father, it does just make you drowsy, that particular one that he has. I... I don't mind the pain subsiding. I was actually very happy that the pain subsided so I could like sleep stuff and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> if I had to take another muscle relaxer, it definitely wouldn't be that one. <laughs> oh man. Um, but anyway, into the topic for today. <laughs> After that little story time. Uh, our topic for today is the Draugr, or Draugr, there's also Drog, many different names, a few different ways to pronounce or to have this name. There are a few different spellings, one of them being Drog, and uh, a few different spellings based on uh, cultural differences cultural languages, but all of them, all of the ones that are, most of them are pronounced the same. The Draugr is from, it is from a few different mythologies, a lot of, uh, I'm just going to list the list. Um, there's Norse, Norwegian, Icelandic, Danish, and Swedish, and I think there was a few others that I couldn't fit on the page. Uh, but though it's it's tied into their mythologies, and it is a, mainly a Norse mythology creature, feature creature feature, um, ghost, spectral. No, it's not a spectral entity. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a draugr is a quote-unquote corporeal ghost. They're technically revenants, which are animated corpses. 
of the deceased, of whoever deceased person has become a draugr. Their spirit will come back as they refuse to move on and will possess their own body and wreak havoc upon living persons. How does a, when a, how does a person become a draugr? Usually, usually, it is a person, a pretty nasty person, who lives a greed-filled life, and whenever they die, instead of moving on to the next world, uh, in their death, they instead want to stay behind and quote-unquote guard their own treasures from anybody because they're so greedy, and then they become the drover. on my phone. Oh, it was just a freaking notification. Okay. There are a few other ways that a person become a drogger, and I think I will uh, bring them up whenever they become relevant. Anyhow, a descri the description of the drogger is pretty simple. They're the decaying body of the person who is possessing their own body. However, it is said that these corpses that are, have become Draugr will have a death blue color to their skin. A quote-unquote death blue color to their skin. And that is how you identify a Draugr from a regular old uh, corpse, apparently. Any whoozles? Oh my gosh. I, this is, this is loopy. It, is it just me? Is it just me not realizing it? Is this not loopy? It's not me being even more crazy or even be, even being more unhinged? We're gonna roll with it. Um, Usually, Draugr haunt their own burial mounds, but some will venture forward. Some say to add treasures to their own burial mounds, and some say just to wreak havoc on living life, on, li what? on living souls. Of course, you can always tell whenever a droger is near, or whenever you are near a droger's burial mound, because there will be a horrible stench that follows them around that you can smell for a little while before they show up. The horrible stench of their own decaying flesh. And whether a drogger stays at its burial mound or ventures forth to try and steal riches or body parts to sustain itself, uh, wherever they go, they bring madness and disease with them. Some of their main attributes of like uh, their abilities, or I guess that you could say, one is they possess inhuman strength because they are not human they are something more so they possess this great strength that makes them incredibly hard to kill they also have the ability to shapeshift 
into many animals, although one that I wanted to note is that they can shapeshift into a cat and sneak into a home and fall asleep on an unsuspecting victim. And while the victim is asleep, the cat will grow heavier and heavier until the sleeping victim becomes smothered and dies. The jogger will then take their body back to their mound to feed itself. Uh, I, I, I just thought that was funny. Because how many people have cats and how many people, how many of those cats like sit on their uh, person's face and just not care if they can breathe their Typical cat behavior. Um, another ability that makes them incredibly hard to kill is that they can also grow uh, to the size of a giant at will. Whenever they move around, they can actually cause my what livestock to go completely mad, and oftentimes can straight up just kill them. For really no reason at all, because one of the main attributes of a draugr is that they kind of, sort of, in a in a very small manner, take on a sort of vampiric, sort of, sort of vampiric state in which they have to consume living persons like a zombie in order to sustain themselves. In, in order to better sustain themselves, you, they don't necessarily have to, but to better maintain their own rotting corpse, it is said that they will take human lives and eat the bodies of said humans. And yet they won't and can't do this to livestock, so them just straight up killing them is just a, a nuisance to everybody. <laughs> Do, 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 do. It's also said that they have immunity to most weapons and attacks, although a lot of people are just like, they're incredibly strong and they can also grow to the size of a giant at will. So obviously it would be incredibly hard to kill a Draugr. But one of the worst little attributes that they have is when they can actually... Whenever you hunt a Draugr, I guess... Yeah, hunt a Draugr. And are not able to kill it and instead are killed by it. The Draugr can actually curse your then body to become a Draugr itself. So that you can live an eternity wandering about taking human lives as the Draugr themselves. <clears throat> A lot of stories tell us that they are most active at night, uh, specifically cold nights. Uh, in a lot of lore, they will, whenever they do roam, they roam back to their homes, the homes of which that they were, that they had whenever they were living. And if they can't get inside the home, they will jump on the roof and stomp and scream and shout on the roof. And 
till an unsuspecting person comes out to see what the commotion is and they will kill that person and then try to enter the home to kill the rest of the people in the home. Oh, also, whenever they're done with this, they'll actually go to other person's homes and try to do the same with that. They'll either try to enter a home and kill, slaughter the family, or they'll bang about on the roof until they can find victims to take for themselves. And like I said before, due to their immense strength of being this uh, supernatural being and also having the abilities they do have to shapeshift into animals as well as grow into the size of giants, it is incredibly hard to kill them. And it is said that only the greatest warriors would go on hunts after Draugr. And even then, some of those great hunters or warriors wouldn't come back. They would either be killed and eaten by the Draugr, or they would be killed and transformed into a Draugr. The only way, the only way that I've found to actually kill a Draugr is to... I did get a bit of a mix things in this, but it is said that you can wrestle it back into its grave decapitate it, or sometimes completely dismember it, and then burn all of the body parts, the body and the head, or all of the body parts whenever you completely dismember it, and then take the ashes of the Draugr and throw it into the sea. That is the only way to completely kill a Draugr. However, there is quite a bit of a way to preventing a Draugr from either, from rising up, I, I should just say, from rising up. And it all starts with the identification, of course. The identification of a Draugr, not only will the person usually have led a very sinful, greedful life, but in their deaths, their corpses will often already show that death blue color. And it is also said that whenever they die, these persons that will become Draugr die, they will actually die either sitting or standing up. As a sign that the corpse is not completely dead. It is also said that around this time that the corpse can cause the evil eye whenever people are around it. And the, those are the main identification points on uh, the Draugr, after which a Draugr or a person who is becoming a Draugr is identified during their funerals, while on viewing in their family homes or in, in their homes in general, persons will put twigs or sticks in the clothes of the Draugr, or they will put, there, there's a few ways, they will put iron scissors open on the corpse's chest. They will also tie the corpse's big toes together so that they cannot walk and get up. And they will also hammer in large needles or straight up nails 
into the soles of their feet so that the uh, corpse cannot rise, cannot stand up to wreak havoc. Another way of prevention is actually a corpse door is made in the home. In a lot of Norse myth and a lot of myths surrounding the drawer, a lot of cultures surrounding the drawer, or that have the drawer in their mythology. There we go. There's there's words. Um, it is believed that the dead can only enter a home through which through the door of which it exits. And so a corpse door, a small opening or a hole was made in the huts or the yeah, huts of the viewing houses. And then the corpse would be passed through that hole. Feet first so that the corpse is a little disoriented and doesn't necessarily know where it is. And then after the corpse is taken out and taken to be buried, they will brick up that corpse door again so that if the corpse rises to a drawer and the drawer comes back to the house trying to kill those inside, then he can't find a way or the drawer can't find a way inside. It is also said that while <clears throat> Jeez, oh, I need to drink. Ambient drinking noises. There's also, also another act of prevention is that while taking the corpse to its burial mound, <clears throat> the bear the bearers of the corpse or the pallbearers, I guess, will change in several directions. We'll like switch, take a long-winded route to their burial mounds to confuse Draugr of where it is and how to get back to either its family home or generally how to get anywhere. And they will usually, if this case is, they will usually stay within their burial mound. I also wanted to mention that there is a water version of the Draugr. I don't think it has a specific name compared to the Draugr, but um, another way that a Draugr can become a Draugr is if they aren't given a proper burial rite or a proper funeral. And it is said that those lost at sea who are not able to be given a proper funeral will come back as Draugr. Sometimes they will come back to shore or come back to their own family homes on their own rafts that they make of driftwood. Or it is said that they, these Draugr will hide on the shorelines covered in moss and rocks and seaweed and kelp kelp and seaweed are the same thing um and simply wait and hide there until they can or until they are able to take an unsuspecting victim and drown them and eat their bodies
these Draugr have to be killed in the same way, and uh, I do believe that they have the same manner of uh, abilities or attributes, I guess, um, as their regular land Draugr. However, they same abilities, same description and everything, just a slight difference of the fact that whenever it's depicted, these water Draugr are depicted, they're often like having the kelp and the moss growing on them or within them and are often described as like these in uh, beings that can very well camouflage themselves in order to take victims, unsuspecting victims. And I've seen, I, I mean, I recommend you go look at some artwork on it because it is pretty cool. It's like, it, it is kind of a little bit like a, in Pirates of the Caribbean whenever they have, yeah I, yeah, I guess even the first one whenever they have, they're not really alive and they're like walking through the water as half dead people, but also a little bit of the Davy Jones ship and his crew that are like mixed in with the sea life around them. A little bit like that. And it's really cool. Both of these, these, yeah, it's the same being. The, I think that these are really cool. And I, um, I found this topic just a couple of days ago because I procrastinated on getting the topic. But I had never actually heard of it, at least at least to my immediate knowledge. I'm sure there's something back there in my brain that's just like, oh, I know what that is. Um, but I had never heard of it. Story of my life. Never heard of it. Really liked it. Wanted to do it. So I did. And now you're having to listen to it while I'm also on drugs, basically. <laughs> well, I think I'm, I think I'm just like, I'm still like half asleep. It's freaking day. Oh, I just feel like I am half minded right now, but we walked through it and I need to end the episode now that we're all done with the notes. Um, bu -bu -bu -bu. with all that being said, I will say that this has been Hunting Legends. If you're new, please subscribe for more content. If you're already subscribed, please like, comment, review, and get all your friends into Hunting Legends. I link the social medias in the description of every episode if you guys want to check that out. Uh, you don't have to, but it is very much appreciated. Hope you all have great weeks, weekends, and stay tuned for the next episode of Hunting Legends. I do actually have topics for the next episodes of Hunting Legends. However, I can't give you hints without like solely giving it away, mainly because I don't remember the topics that I wrote down. But I uh, hope you stay tuned for that. <laughs> hope you stay tuned for that madness, and sorry for this madness, but it, it I mean... You've listened so far, so it can't be too bad. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye.